going on, kids? My name is Ray Rowden. Welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast. Thank you for tuning in on this Tuesday, February the 1st, 2022. We'll get you ready for two hours of unfiltered football talk and shenanigans. A heavy day today. Probably the only way I can put it. Heavy, heavy day. Uh, I like to use this podcast to have a little bit of fun joke about the National Football League and I do plan on having some fun today but we're going to be talking about some uncomfortable topics today now this was supposed to be based on the title as you can see was supposed to be all about Tom Brady's announcement and we will be talking about his retirement and snubgate but Brian Flores former New England Patriots defensive coordinator, de facto defensive coordinator, and uh, former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, has filed a lawsuit against the NFL, the Giants, and the Broncos. And basically, violation of the Rooney rules and a whole lot of just unpleasant trees. We're also going to talk about how the Dolphins owner, according to Brian Flores, offered Flores hundred thousand dollars per loss for a better draft pick that draft pick being joe burrow and of course we're going to talk about tom brady announcing his official retirement we're going to talk about how brady snubbed the patriots and pats nations in his uh retirement announcement we're going to talk about the brady versus belichick rivalry and it's probably not as bad as uh, some people think and it's based on a uh, email comment that i got or an email response i got and remember, you can always get a hold of me over at uh, rayroute.com. I have a contact section over there, and uh, we'll get to that. And just so everybody knows, want to just make you all aware that on tomorrow, uh, between 7 and 7.30, we're going to have Jay Spence on from Buffalo Rumblings uh, at 7 p.m. And we're going to discuss the Brian Flores lawsuit further, and we're going to discuss the Rooney Rule. And uh, again, it'll be more uncomfortable conversation. And I like to keep it light. I like to have fun. I like to be comedic. However, uh, sometimes serious shit comes up and I have to use my platform to discuss the serious shit. Guys, this episode of the Dear Pats Nation podcast is brought to you by our sponsors over at Ultra Game. Get decked out in fully licensed NFL gear. They have all your favorite teams over there. Go check out Ultra Game, one of the largest suppliers of licensed NFL apparel. Don't waste your money on knockoffs. Go get geared up with Ultra Game. I've left the link in the description. We're also brought to you by Newsbreak. I'm a content creator over there. I cover the entire NFL. I do short vlogs, but there's tons of creators and mainstream media outlets providing content. It's an absolutely free app. It's not just sports. It's all your local news. The app will use your location and filter everything relevant to you. You can also search for what you're looking for. It's a pretty dynamic app. Uh, I've left that link in the description. You can download it there. And uh, to be honest, if you download it using the link I left, I get a little bit of a kickback. It's the easiest way to support the show. I get to make some money. You get a free app. Use the link I've left in the description. Download the Newsbreak app today. And finally, we are members of the Dean Blundell Podcast Network. Go to DeanBlundell.com. Check out the work I'm doing over there and see what else is happening on the Dean Blundell Network. Over 100 podcasting content creators. Go check it out. For those of you watching live, stop popping in your comments. We will get there as soon as possible. And, uh, yeah. 
I guess that I should also uh, let you know that Lawrence Owen from Colts Law, the Believe in Colts podcast with Paul Jackson, the India Express of the Basketball League, at Colts Law underscore Law, will be joining us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time to talk about all the comings of the National Football League. That being said, let's get this show started, shall we? Maybe? So news broke late on Tuesday night that Brian Flores has filed a lawsuit against the National Football League, the Giants, and the Broncos, and it's stemming back to the hiring process. And really, it was it kind of sparked when New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick texted Brian Flores a congratulatory email that he had been or congratulatory text that he had been hired by the New York Giants as their head coach, which confused Flores because his interview wasn't until after he hadn't interviewed with the Giants yet. And after a few exchanges, it came down that Bill Belichick had either a texted Brian Flores thinking he was Brian Dayball or had read a text message wrong from a New York Giants source saying that they were going to hire Brian Dable. Or there's some theorists out there that believe Bill Belichick may have purposely sent that to Brian Flores so he could give him the FYI of what's happening. Regardless of that, it's not a good look for the New York Giants because it looks like that he was, Brian Flores that is, was only scheduled to interview with them because of the Rooney rule. They'd already made their decision as a head coach. Now, of course, the Giants are denying this. However, Brian Flores is not a guy, at least outwardly, and the little that or the what we know about him that's going to make up these kind of rumors and make these kind of accusations. So I tend to believe him at this moment. And the NFL needs to do something about this, clearly. And it needs to come down to, A, hiring the most qualified candidates, and and B, looking at a rule that has now put Flores in this situation. And Flores has entered this knowing that this could possibly be his career. He's entered this lawsuit knowing that he's may never coach in football again. It'd be my hope that He could get a coordinator job for now before moving into a head coaching job. Maybe Bill Belichick could extend that invitation. However, we saw what the NFL did with Colin Kaepernick. So I don't feel confident that they're not going to try to quote unquote blackball Brian Flores at this time. Now, Brian Flores is holding nothing back in the Miami Dolphins could find themselves in a heap of trouble. The National Football League always likes to talk about the integrity of the shield. Tom Brady was suspended for four games. The New England Patriots were docked a first-round pick over some underinflated footballs. And the Ted well, the Wells report, as we all know, said that it was more than likely that Tom Brady knew about it. So there wasn't absolute evidence. Brian Flores is saying that... The Miami Dolphins owner offered him $100,000 per loss 
so that the Dolphins could fall, get a better draft pick, and try to get a premier quarterback. And that quarterback would have been Mr. Joe Burrow. There's also reports that the owner also tried to have Brian Flores tamper with an impending free agent who is believed to be Tom Brady before Brady was a free agent and able to talk to teams in that what they call the legal tampering period. Brian Flores refused to do that. After he refused to quote-unquote tamper, after he refused to tank because the Miami Dolphins did go on a winning streak, Brian Flores was then labeled as somebody who was non-compliant. He was labeled as somebody who was difficult to get along with. We do know the tampering rules. I don't think there's actually a rule about tanking. However, if Roger Goodell is serious as he says he is about protecting the integrity of the shield, then I think it would behoove of him if there can be evidence to prove that this is true. And I don't have any reason to doubt Brian Flores. And if he can prove it's true, then punishment needs to be doled out. And it needs to be doled out swiftly. And I want to see Roger Goodell protect the integrity of the NFL shield. Now, Tom Brady, after 22 seasons, officially announced his retirement from the National Football League today. It's real this time. It came out of Brady's social media accounts. It also vindicated Adam Schefter a little bit, who's been getting slammed since Saturday after breaking the news. I truthfully believe that Brady was going to retire all along. On Saturday, his team, inner circle, even his father, were approaching radio stations and news outlets saying that Brady wasn't even close to making a decision. And three days later, in the morning of the third day, Tom Brady announced his retirement. That doesn't sound like somebody who was nowhere close. That sounds like somebody who may have been a little bit ticked off that his inner circle leaked some information and he couldn't control his own narrative. However, Tom Brady will go down as arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. He is in my eyes. There's other people out there that well, maybe they'll have an argument. We saw some rejoicing amongst teams today. Twitter accounts like the Jets saying this better be real. The Colts rejoiced it. And I take that as respectful poking of Brady. The Manning brothers came out with some very nice tributes, both Peyton and Eli. Of course, great rivals of Tom Brady and the Patriots. Eli in the two Super Bowls. Peyton Manning every single year in the regular season and the postseason. Everybody waited for Manning versus Brady. Grown men cried. Children wumped. It's just football, guys. But obviously Tom Brady was a part of an era of quarterbacks that in the last six years, we've lost six legends of the game who have all sailed off into the sunset, and Tom Brady being another one. Now, when Tom Brady did retire on Tuesday, 
he released a seven-page, 700-word retirement speech. He thanked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He thanked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers players. He thanked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coaches. He thanked the fans. He thanked the city of St. Pete's. He thanked the state of Florida. He thanked Alex Guerrero. He thanked his wife. He thanked his mailman. He thanked the bank teller that cashed his check two weeks ago. He thanked the kid that he accidentally bumped into down the street and yet failed to mention the New England Patriots, the Kraft family, his former teammates, or Bill Belichick. That, of course, has started another mini civil war between Patriots fans. Some people offended. Some people putting up the Tom Brady shield. Claiming that Brady thanked his fans two years ago. Others pointing out that Peyton Manning thanked Colts fans when he left and still thanked the Colts, Jim Irsay, and Colts Nation when he retired. Now, Tom Brady did give Patriots fans a little bit of a token afterthought footnote, if you will, and quote tweeted a New England Patriots tribute to him and statement from team owner Robert Kraft by saying, thank you very much, Patriots Nation, or something that lines. I have a theory. Tom Brady is a football player, probably doesn't like writing 700 words. And he knows that most of those great Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans that he thanked were former New England Patriot fans. So he just didn't want to waste his time. Thanks for the memories, Tom. And I did get an email sent to me on rayroute.com that I want to respond to and answer. And you can always, uh, if you have something you'd like me to address, find me over at Dean Blundell or at uh, rayroute.com. But I got an email today that said, hey, Ray, first of all, thanks for the podcast and insights. I'm a big fan. Tuesday's announcement on Brady stepping down didn't surprise me. I am, however, curious about his nine-page retirement dissertation in the audit mentioning the Patriots. I thought 20 of 22 years in New England deserved a proper acknowledgement of at least some teammates and, yes, Bill, too. I can't help but wonder the feelings he had for Bill after leaving the Pats. Ray, this could be a great subject for a podcast. Yes, Brady and his greatness and the ultimate leaving the Pats. I can't help but believe that Tom was hurt and upset with Belichick. Keep up the good work. Now I guess I'm back to the Pats, my go-to team, no longer interested in Tampa Bay after Brady's departure. Bob in Montreal. So thank you very much for the email, Bob in Montreal. Make sure you guys send me your uh, emails and messages over at rayroad.com in our contact section, uh, contact section, and I will address them here. Uh Bob, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you a little bit. I don't believe that the Brady-Belichick rivalry was as bad as perhaps us and some of the media portrayed it to be. I do believe that they were sick of each other. I do believe that it was a marriage that fell apart. I do believe that they were two people who needed a divorce. However, I have spoken to divorce couples who still love, care, and actually like their former spouses better than when they were married. I think that when Tom Brady returned to New England this year as a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to play the Patriots and Bill Belichick and Tom Brady get in a quiet corner for 20 minutes to have a chat 
I think proves that there's still an inkling of a relationship there. I do believe that Tom Brady felt that he needed to explore the world without Bill Belichick, cement his own legacy. People always say that Bill Belichick hasn't won anything without Tom Brady. I'll make the argument that it was because of Bill Belichick's defense that there are two Lombardi trophies in New York. Bill Belichick, as a coordinator and a coach, is an eight-time Super Bowl champion. Tom Brady needed to cement his own legacy and did so in Tampa Bay. We won't know exactly what happened. There's been reports. There's been books. There have been experts who think and have reported and got sources. And unless Tom Brady or Bill Belichick write a tell-all book, I don't necessarily know if we're ever going to get the real answer. I will point out, though, that Tom Brady had the opportunity in the man in the arena to go after Belichick when they talked about Deflategate, when they talked about the Malcolm Butler benching, the reports from ESPN in 2017. He had a whole opportunity to throw dirt on the name of Bill Belichick, and he didn't. I would say he avoided it like people avoid the common cold or COVID. I think that though I do believe they were sick of each other, I don't believe the relationship is as broken or fractured as perhaps many people in the fan base think or sadly want it to be. Guys, make sure that you smash that like button. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We got 45 viewers right now. If you press like, it tells YouTube, hey, people want to watch this guy. We better watch him. We better put it in the analytics. Please smash the like button. We're also about 12 minutes away from getting Lawrence Owen on the show. I don't know if you guys saw Lawrence on uh, his channel when he went live around 6 o'clock tonight. Which, by the way, Lawrence, you're in the back. I know you can hear this. Thank you, um, because that totally stopped my show prep as I went to go listen to your uh, tangent. And I had messaged Lawrence. I'll be I'll, a little bit of little bit behind the scene. I had messaged Lawrence, and I said, "Hey, man." I said, "Are you comfortable talking about the Brian Flores lawsuit?" Not all people are. And he just said to me, "Oh yeah, I'm about to go off." And go off he did. I'd also like to point out that when I said, hey, what's up? I got one question for you. He said, white t-shirt, blue jeans. For those of you who don't know the joke, you got to watch the show more often. But Tom Brady's retired. Brian Flores is suing. Yesterday, there was no news. We were making it up as we went along. Today, there was tons of news. That's just what happens in the National Football League. What a night. Let's bring producer Mike in. Mike, how's it going, buddy? What's going on? Nothing. We got a few minutes before Lawrence coming on. Any, any comments we want to address, bring up, super chats? Sure. Let's see what's going on. No super chats that I've no seen. Super but... chats. No super chats. Nobody wants to give me the super chats. All right, Dave. You pick like the same four people every night. It's because we have the same four people that comment every night, right? 
David Conter said, one thing is becoming clear, just how remarkable it was for the Pats to go to nine Super Bowls in 20 years. No other team is going to do that. No, I agree with you. And we talked about that last night. I think just yeah. watching what happened with the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday, not just the 18-point collapse, but that was their fourth. They set a record. They were the first team to host four straight championship games. They were trying to go to their third Super Bowl. They had their players. I mean, Patrick Mahomes comes out. He's like, hey, man, we're going to, we want to make a dynasty. Travis Kelsey says at least five rings. Tyree kills like five, seven. They've won one ring in four years. Four AFC Championship games, two Super Bowl appearances. They're 50% winning percentage in AFC Championship games at home, by the way. They've never played a road AFC Championship game. 50% in the AFC Championship game, 50% in the Super Bowl winning percentage. That's not a knock. The Buffalo Bills haven't been to the Super Bowl since the mid-90s. They've never won one. They lost four. The Cincinnati Bengals, back in the Super Bowl, never won a Super Bowl. It's been since the 80s. Since they've it's been crazy. There. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, there's many teams around the NFL that have never won a Super Bowl. The Jets haven't won one since, what, Super Bowl three? Yeah. Uh, not Joe Montana. Oh, my God. Joe Namath. Joe Namath. The prediction. So, yeah, no. Again, we talked about this last night. The NFL is a parody league. The NFL is set up, it's supposed to be set up, that your team wins the Super Bowl once every 32 years. That's the way it's supposed to roll. Jerry Jones kind of talked about this. Jerry Jones is like, you take from the good teams and you give to the bad teams, and that's how the NFL works. It's parody. There's hard salary caps, you know, that people and, and that people got to work in. That just shows us how spoiled we were as Patriot fans for 20 years. Something that I talked about in the thick of the dynasty. Something I talked yep. about when I was running this channel and we won, the Patriots won a Super Bowl. And then when Brady left and people were knocking Belichick and this and that, I was like, man, you guys just aren't appreciating what happens. The same way, Mike, you don't appreciate Josh McDaniels, who was involved in all six of those championship wins, nine Super listen, Bowl appearances. Listen, after Snubgate, I just want everybody to know I was completely wrong. I'm pretty sure Josh McDaniels carried all nine of these Super Bowls. I, 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 you weren't happy, just, eh? It's just a was it when I, suspicion. Was it, was it when I sent you the tweet that said there was no plans on him signing for the Patriots and doing like the one day retirement? Because you were all like, don't worry, he's going to, everything's going to be fine. And then I sent you McKenna's tweet and all of a sudden you're just like, I changed my mind. Man, how do you write nine pages and not even address 20 years in a sentence? Like, I can understand he said thank you to New England once before. So if you want to kind of undercut it a little bit and thank the Bucks for where you've been the last two years and the amount of success you've had, I get you. Yeah, but you could have you could have wrote something along the lines of like, you know, Patriot fans, you know how I feel about you. I told you two years ago. That, but that's thank all you would have needed to say. That's that's it. Like, honestly, in my mind, and listen, at the end of the day, do I care about this on a scale of 1 to 10? Like, no, Tom Brady can do what he wants to do. But as a Patriots fan and somebody who grew up watching football and loving football because of, you know, Tom Brady and ultimately the Patriots, yeah, it stings, it stings a tiny bit. For those of you who are listening to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Play, that's where you get the podcast, guys. Uh, I am smiling from, from ear to ear right now, and I'll tell you why. Because 
somebody in our group chat who may or may not be a Colts fan came in kind of rubbing it in our faces that Brady didn't thank the Patriots. Yes, I then saw Lawrence's fault. <laughs> I then was sitting at work listening to my phone go zzz, 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 with like 50 notifications only to see Mike and Lawrence in the chat and Mike vastly vigorously defending Tom Brady that he's going to retire a Patriot. He's going to sign a one day contract. He's going to retire a Patriot. So I do what I do to be peacemaker. And I stir the pot a little bit and I ask, well, what if he doesn't Mike and Mike's answer, there was still a lot of confidence that it was going to happen. And then maybe an hour later, Henry McKenna tweets out sources. My sources close to the team say there's no plan at this time for Tom Brady to sign with the Patriots and do a one deal retirement deal, which means he's going to. Now, first of all, as I said to you the other day, Mike, he's still under contract with the Bengals or with the Bucks. It's not like he's a free agent and he can sign a one day deal. They still, they still own his rights and they got to figure out money with him. And let's face it, Gronk retiring. I'm sure Gronk will announce his retirement tomorrow. Um, I knew that he would, couldn't sign with the, with the Patriots. I knew it was almost impossible. He's going to file his paperwork. He's going to go on the reserve retirement list and he's going to go on as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. So the hope that he was going to come back now, do I think that there's going to be a ceremony next year? Do I think that they're going to honor him the way they honored Julian Edelman? Of course I do. Do I believe that they're going to retire number 12 next year? Probably. Or is he going to be a Patriots hall of famer immediately? Yes. Should the Pro Football Hall of Fame do what they did for Wayne Gretzky and waive the five-year waiting period? Yes. No. And I'll give yes. you for two reasons. I'll tell you two reasons why. Okay. Number one, I don't believe – I don't – I'm not necessarily discounting him to be really out and not return next year. That's fair. Seriously, okay. I really okay. not. That's fair. Yep. Number two, if you were going to do it for Brady, I'm sorry you had to do it for Manning too. And you didn't do it for Peyton. That, and that I, is all. Okay. Yep. I agree. So, so you didn't do it for Peyton. You you can't do it for Brady. And you didn't do it for Montana. Right? Those are probably the three that I would say deserve the expedient. The, the expedient. However, two, I'm not discounting Tom Brady coming back in 2023, to be real with you. And I, I'm, I know it sounds crazy, a 46-year-old making his comeback, but I think that Tom Brady's going to sit at home this year and week one, he's going to start punching the wall because he's going to be so frustrated. Yeah. He's not going to know what to do with himself. That's fair. No. All right. We got about three minutes before Lawrence comes on. We can probably do another comment. All right. Um, let's see. But anyways, here. yeah. Mike wanted me to start an argument with him today so he could stop being mad at Tom Brady. It was, yeah, it was... The, the guys goes the, that, that was my exact phrase. Like I was so mad at the, that point. I was like, Oh, I need Ray to, you know, figure out a way to make me less mad at Tom Brady and just mad about something else. And I was uh, just there. I was just there stirring, just sending them tweets, stirring the pot. You know, because... honestly, I see a lot of stuff about Brian Flores, and I think you guys are going to address that and talk a lot about yeah, that. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot about it. Um, uh, but put, put one up. I think it's fair. I, the, the audience needs to have a voice in this as well. So if you want to pop one up, we can. All right. I'll just address this quick. Because... So Travis Hill says, Brian Flores will be the next head coach of the New England Patriots in three years. Actually, I I wouldn't hate that like yeah, at I all. Either. 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate either. that at all. I like I'd rather that than Josh McDaniels. I know I've been a big Josh McDaniels defender and you and I have been going at it, but like I know people always thought it was gonna be McDaniels. Uh there were rumors, people always said that Flores was just keeping, you know, getting his coaching chops down in Miami so he could be the head coach of the Patriots. I would love to be Brian. I'd love Brian Flores to be the head coach of the Patriots. Yeah, if you look at what Brian Flores did the last couple of years with the Dolphins, the complete teardown and what he managed to do in two seasons, he is a great coach. And that's part of, you know, why what is going on right now is such a serious topic and deserves to be discussed. Well, let's also let's also not forget, this is a team whose general manager by personnel was trying to they were trying to tank. Yep. Right. Like they were trying to tank with their personnel. They were trying to pay Brian Flores to tank. I've told you guys a million times before. It's why the Patriots won seven games last year. Coaches and players don't tank. They're too competitive. They're not coming to this game to tank. Brian Flores didn't care if he didn't have Joe Burrow. He had to a tango Viola. Go forward with it. Um, they went on a winning streak, by the way, after he was first approached to tank. Like yeah. it's almost like I almost wonder if he walked in the dressing room. Do you know what? Can oh man, Lawrence is coming on, but. Can I? Well, I might be one minute late. Okay, two minutes late. Sorry, but conspiracy <laughs> theory. Conspiracy theory for you, Mike. Sure. Kyle Van Noy was mysteriously cut from the Dolphins last year. Yeah, yeah. And nobody knew what happened there. Yep. No, and I think we were all sort of. I think we were just as shocked as him being cut as Brian Flores being fired this year. Like I think there was equal shockness to it, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Absolutely. We all know that Kyle Van Noy is not afraid of speaking up. Could oh. Brian Flores have told Van Noy they wanted me to tank? And he started talking to too many players, started speaking up too much. And they said, you know what, Mr. Noncompliance, you need to go first. You and does Van Noy not say anything because out of respect for Flores? That that would be interesting because they did ask Kyle Van Noy, you know, what kind of coach is Flores? I believe on the Pat McAfee show, um, and he really, you know, he made a gesture that I think everybody assumed meant Flores was a bad coach, but I I don't think it was that, or I didn't think that at the time. So this actually kind of fits that narrative a little bit, right? Maybe he knew something was going on, they couldn't keep him around, and they just jettisoned him to kind of shut him up. Could could have been absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely insane, absolutely insane. Righty. Um, I would love it. I, you know what? I mean, if I found out that's why Kyle Van Noy got caught, I would love it. I, I mean, I think it would. Sorry, I was looking at Kyle Van Noy's um Twitter no, yeah, account yeah. to see if he'd weighed in. He hadn't. He just tweeted eleven minutes ago. And congratulated Tom Brady on his retirement. So he may have just not, <laughs> he may be a little behind. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know. Mike, when, when I'm on with Lawrence, can you keep an eye on Van Noy's Twitter account? Sure, to see if he says anything else. Absolutely. Yeah, to see if he quote tweets anything or if he. Yeah. Because and guys, would... if you see anything, tweet at my handle so that I can bring it up during the show too. So here is a uh, statement from Devin McCourty for everybody. Flo has always been a special individual, has been pivotal in my career, and love that I can support him for calling out what we all already knew, Mac. So the love and support is coming from the Patriots players. Please, if you can keep an eye on that, Mike, for uh, 
for Kyle, for Kyle Van Noy. I would love. Mikey, we'll see you around 830, buddy. Yep. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Deer Patch Nation podcast. Make sure that you smash that like button if you're watching on YouTube and make sure that you subscribe so you never miss any of our episodes. We are live Monday through Friday from 7 p.m. till 9 p.m. Eastern time for two hours of unfiltered football talk and shenanigans. Uh, today is not that fun of a show. Uh, we're going to try to make it a little fun, but it's not that fun of a show. Uh, we got some serious topics to talk about, but uh, as I said at the top, as much as I like to make light of NFL news, and that's what I do, I like to be that distraction from the real life. Y'all know when something pops up that's football related, I understand the responsibility I have of having a platform and being able to address it. And Brian Flores being a token interview is something that I need to address. Now, the next man that I'm going to bring on, and it's unfortunate because I wanted to lead with this tonight, but we can't because he caused a stir across Cowboys Nation. How about him? And maybe if we have time at the end, I will ask him about it. But he just went off on his channel, Lawrence Owen channel, Colts Law. You can find it on YouTube. I search up Colts Law and it pops up. So don't worry about it if you can't remember Lawrence Owen. Lawrence Owen, Colts Law went off for 20 minutes. And I mean, when I say off, I mean loud. He was allowed. He was off. His hair was disheveled. His shirt was white. He was off. I only I didn't notice. He pointed it out. So that's how I noticed. Guys, and you can find him on his Colts Law podcast on his YouTube channel and on all those podcast networks that I like to rattle off. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Play so on and so on but you don't just find them there you can also find them on the believe in colts podcast with mr dequell jackson just a pro bowl he's just hanging out with a pro bowl pro, pro bowl indianapolis colt yeah, it is what it is you join his patreon channel you get these like 45 minute conversations and nobody else gets to see where him and dequell are just shooting the shit so absolutely phenomenal my wi-fi looks like it's dropping out fantastic always great so as long as you can hear me that's all that matters follow lawrence at colts underscore law not at dpn like i like to say all the time for reasons i don't understand it's only his twitter account i do that to it's at colts underscore law and uh, he's got instagram he's got facebook he's got everything you find him everywhere uh he's also the voice of the indie express of the basketball league and actually i'd say now he's just the voice of the basketball league because he will be covering in person the Basketball League Combine this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Lawrence Owen. What's Thank going you. on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I took a How's your voice? You, you sound grungy. You sound like you bit. just yelled. A lot. So much so that I got that video demonetized instantaneously. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure I'm, I'm i'm pretty positive i'm not gonna i mean the things i do get demonetized for this one's definitely gonna definitely gonna do it but let's get right into it so let's start thank, with, thank you for killing that music i didn't know whether or not to sit here and talk or start undressing no no <laughs> undress buddy undress give the youtube audience a show oh we just lost 48 48 viewers in one cup. 
Um, let's get this started. Adam Schefter, the, he's the man who tweeted out three hours ago. Former Miami head coach Brian Flores is suing the NFL, the Giants, the Dolphins, and the Broncos for alleged racism and hiring, and he includes texts from Patriots head coach Bill Belichick in the suit as evidence. Lawsuit is filed in a Manhattan federal court seeking unspecified damages from the NFL. I know that there's a lot to unpack in the Brian Flores story, and I got it all here. We're going to go it step by step by step. So let's start with this one. The lawsuit comes out. Um, if I'm going to find comedy in a very serious situation, the fact that Bill Belichick texted the wrong Brian or read a text message wrong and gave the wrong information. Um, and I don't know if you guys read the text messages. They're all over Twitter. I'm not going to read them here. Anyways, he ends his explanation after he blows the whole thing up and really was sort of the catalyst for the shit show that the NFL is going to go through now. Mm-hmm. He ends it with, sorry about that. And I just, I that, that fucking got me. Like, that's just, and this is why Bill Belichick doesn't have social media too, people, because this is the exact reason my 70 years old, you got to expect this, right? Um, however, let's talk about it. Um, Brian Flores, Brian Dayball was basically not hired yet, but was the preferred candidate. They were going to hire him. They hadn't even met Brian Flores. Brian Flores is basically making accusations just to sum it all up to make it easier is some making accusations that he was basically a token, uh, interview because of the Rooney rule. I don't even know how to formulate a question for this. So I'm just going to ask you general thoughts on that part of the story. All right. So yeah, there's three parts to this. And we're going to get to them all. So let's stick with this one. We're going to stick with this one. Definitely. Uh, First off. Yeah. uh, That situation right there. I've said this a million times. I don't care if you got interviews set up, then they should be interviews for people you honestly think and, and, you know, want to hear them out, right? You want to hear these guys out. There should never, ever, ever be a token uh, interview, period. I don't care, you know, whether or not, whatever's going on. So if you already have your guy and you haven't even gotten all of your interviews done yet, that's kind of dirty because you don't know this next interview might right out the park, you know? And you'd be like, well, all right, here's our guy. You know, you don't know that. I mean, they might have felt that way with 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 Brian Dayball. That, 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 but you know what? Flores could have done it even better the very next one. You don't know. So, you know, this whole situation, if it's true, and these ain't like you know, Photoshop texts and stuff, because, I mean, I mean, it's possible. It's, it's just the 2022, you know, Photoshop is a thing. But at the same time, if this all if all this is true, then yeah, uh, you, you got some explaining to do, right? Seriously, yeah. There's there's a shitstorm coming down that mm-hmm. way. So Brian Flores put out this statement today. Uh, he said, "Quote: God has gifted me with a special talent to coach the game of football, but the need for change is bigger than my personal goals." In making the decision to file the class action complaint today, I understand that I may be risk risking coaching the game that I love and that has done so much for my family and me. My sincere hope is by standing up against systemic racism in the NFL, others will join me to ensure that positive change is made for generations to come. 
before he even released this statement, the first name that came to my mind, Colin Kaepernick. It was the first name that popped to my mind. And I said, I wonder if Flo is going to get the Colin Kaepernick treatment. And then his statement came out and lots of other people weighed in. African-American reporters weighed in on it and they believe that, you know, they all use different words. Some said blackballed, some said ousted. Um, so I think a lot of us were all going down the same lines. And then I saw his statement and I guess the way it kind of impacted me was like, this is a guy who knew what the repercussions were going to be when he went into it. This wasn't a guy who thought I'm going to do this and then I'm going to be a head coach next year because people are going to be compelled to mm -hmm. hire me. We've all watched the NFL long enough and I'm not sitting here saying Colin Kaepernick should have been a starting quarterback in the NFL. However, Colin Kaepernick should have been a backup over Nathan Peterman. And I think a lot of people have agreed with me on those type of statements. So we know that there are contorted or contorted collusions in, in the NFL to, to sway things and move things and blackball people in that type of deal. how much i guess the question i see again like some of these things i have problems formulating questions for right because it's like what do how, what do i follow up now for a question so i guess my question would be like how big are brian flores balls you know what i mean that i mean number one he's doing a righteous thing and he's doing a good thing and i think he's bringing the attention to a situation and to a, a stupid rule and you know what I mean? And, and just for a little bit of clarification, uh, an example before I really get to you, in the baseball world, we had a manager in Toronto named Cito Gaston, and he won two World Series championships with the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, he was released in the mid-90s, and he was seen as one of the best managers in, in Major League Baseball. And after about a year of being unemployed, he refused to do, be, do interviews anymore. And when he was asked why he refused to do interviews, he said, I'm sick of being a token interview because the major league baseball had the must, you know, interview some a minority. He's like, so I don't want to do it anymore. His next time he coached was back in Toronto uh, in the, in the early two thousands. So there's history of this in all sports. This isn't just an NFL issue, but Brian Flores is blowing this up. Uh, talk about his courage, talk about his balls and, and talk about whether or not you agree. Do you believe he's going to get the Colin Kaepernick treatment in this situation or are people in the league going to try to give him the, try to blackball him from coaching again? Well, first off, I just want to put this out there. I honestly don't think, that Flores is dropping all this stuff uh, willy-nilly. I don't think he's making anything up not in his own mind, right? Uh, and, and there's reasons for that. First off, he was a pretty well-respected coach on an upturn, right? All of us looking at that firing, you know, head coaching firing in Miami went, that was about the dumbest thing I've ever seen, right? I mean, we all knew that. I mean, how many – there's almost every fan out there of a different team. I don't care what team it is. If you were looking for a, a defensive coordinator or a head coach, it's like, go interview him, right? Because that's how well-respected he was. And, you know, he had, a, he had a career on the upward trajectory. And putting this out, if it was false, and it comes out to be false, 
would completely destroy his name, his career. He wouldn't be able to get a job as a, a babysitter, right? If this turned out to be false. So I, I, I'm, yes, he has to have, uh, I want to know how he hides the wheelbarrow that he has to have around him 24 seven to carry those balls wherever he goes. <laughs> I like that. Uh, big shout out here to D Sanders who threw uh, a super chat. I mean, I appreciate you. So this is why I subbed to you. You're a real one for that cap take. I appreciate it to my hat to you. Uh, listen, everybody here knows I've I never hide from, from these type of opinions. Um, and I think that, you know, last week I, I got into the whole Odell Beckham Jr. thing. And I was, you know, uh, I had some people on Twitter throw some stuff at me and tell me I'm just being a white knight and I'm just being this and I'm just being that. Uh, I don't stand on a soapbox because I feel like I have to do something. I say things because it's how I feel and I'm logical and I can see it. Um, so I appreciate you. I appreciate you a lot and I appreciate you being a listener and I appreciate the... Uh, you know, and I appreciate the super chat and I, I'll be honest with you. I wish that there was more creators out there and podcasters like myself, like Lawrence, who will stand up and talk about this kind of stuff. Um, because there's going to be football shows on tonight where they're going to dodge this subject. They're not, they're not going to touch it because, um, listen, when I said that Odell Beckham Jr. gets treated differently than others, I lost 10 subscribers. So, you know what I mean? I understand. Uh, but again, I have to use my platform for the right reason. So I appreciate you, D. Thank you very much, sir. Um, okay, so the New York Giants did release a statement. I think it's fair in these situations. We at least listen to what the New York Giants had to say. The New York Giants, this is uh, Ralph uh, Vacciano put this out, said, we are pleased and confident with the process that resulted in the hiring of Brian Dayball. We interviewed an impressive and diverse group of candidates. The fact of the matter is Brian Flores was in the conversation to be our head coach until the 11th hour. Ultimately, we hired an individual we felt most qualified to be our next head coach. Very different than the Denver Broncos statement. I don't know if you saw the Denver Broncos statement. Very defensive. And I don't have, I didn't mm -hmm. put it up here for some reason. I'll try, Mike, can you try to look it up, please? And just uh, message it to me, please. Denver Broncos statement. They went very, the Denver Broncos went very lawyerish. Defend, discredit, you know, um, mm -hmm. that type of thing. The kind Giants, of similar to the NFL statement. Yes, the NFL. Yeah, Mike, can you give me the NFL statement and the Broncos statement? Because they're both trying to say there's no merit to what Brian Flores is doing, which... I don't get the NFL stance on this, to be real with you. Like, to be 100% honest, I don't get what the NFL is trying to do there. This is, this is a bad look just by saying there's no merit to this because of... Without even one step of investigation, you can't keep your track of all 32 teams, right? I mean, there could be some issues in a team here or there that you don't know about. Obviously, you went off to the Washington football team and did a whole bunch of investigating there, granted... No one knows what was in those files. Then you go to the Raiders and do a whole bunch of investigating there. And then kapow, you know, so merit or no merit that you believe you still got to straight up say, look, we're going to look into this. That's what they should have said. So Mikey just sent me, this is what the Denver Broncos have said. The allegations from Brian Florence Flores directed toward the Denver Broncos in today's court fil filings are blatantly false. 
Our interview with Mr. Flores regarding our head coaching position began promptly in scheduled time at 7.30 a.m. on January 5th, 2019 in Providence, Rhode Island Hotel, uh, where there were five Bronco executives present to the interview, which lasted approximately three and a half hours, the fully allotted time. Again, um, Flores, for those of you who don't know, his claims were that Elway and the president showed up hungover, looked like they've been drinking all night. They were an hour late for the interview. Okay, I'm going to admit I don't know Brian Flores personally. You know what I mean? I've never met the guy. However, I just I don't see him just making up that they were an hour late and they looked disheveled and hungover. Like, I just don't. I, just I mean, don't that's see an it. opinion. That's a, that's also a, a you know a spectator opinion. You know, I mean, what what one person looks to one person may not be what the other. But, but being at an the hour same time, being an hour late is not subjective. No, right? And I I don't know. I always like to float the middle and be like, hey, we got to wait, we got to see. Just again, and this is why I struggle because I don't know Flores personally i only know from what i've read about him i've only and i've only you know seen him as a coach on tv and i know his x's and o's a lot more than i know the person however there's just coming i don't know there's a part of me that's like i don't i don't just see him he doesn't seem like that kind of guy that's going to make up that hour but i fully admit to everybody because i have to it's just a responsibility to do that i i don't know him personally however from everything i've read about today from people who do know him doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's going to make up that they're an hour late. So we'll take the perception out of the way. But really interesting to me, the two different standpoints from the two teams. The Giants did not take the aggressive approach. They said that they're, you know, we're satisfied how we did. Um, we decided to go with Dayball. I think that if the accusations weren't there, you could make the argument of why he developed Josh Allen. We could talk the X's and O's of why they thought he was more qualified. Brian Flores has had coaching experience. Dayball doesn't. You can make that argument the other way. Denver, on the other hand, you roll your eyes, right? Like with the Giants, you don't quite roll your eyes. You kind of go, okay, you knew they were going to come out tonight. With the with the Broncos, you're like, Ugh. now uh, Mike did send us the Giants or the, the might as well be the Giants, the NFL statement. The NFL and our clubs are deeply committed to ensuring equitable employment. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm just thinking about what happened in Washington. Like, I'm just, I'm thinking of all this stuff. Sorry. The NFL and our clubs are in, in Carolina, right? Like, didn't they have to force the owner to sell the team? Uh, the big cover up in Washington where they're not releasing anything because you know that there's uh, probably 20 owners that would and have to sell their team. They were ordered by a federal court just not long ago to do so. Yep. Yep. Because there's going to be, and I've said it, don't be surprised if names like Jerry Jones comes out, names like Robert Kraft come out, you know, like there's, I think that Arthur Blanks, I think there's going to be some big names both in the NFL office and in ownership that's going to come out. So let me try this again. The NFL and our clubs are deeply committed to ensuring equitable employment practices and continue to make progress in providing equitable, equitable opportunities throughout our organizations. The statement reads, diversity is care to everything we do. And there are few issues... <laughs> And there are few issues on which our clubs and our internal leadership teams spend more time. We will defend against these claims, uh, which are without merit. So the lawsuit gets filed today. The NFL clearly would not have had the time to do the their full, yeah, to do their <laughs> full research into what happened, and they are already declaring 
that this is done without merit. I'm going to ask you a question, okay? And it's going to be a tough one. If things come out in federal court, because you know that's where it's going, it's going to be appealed to me. If things roll out in federal court, I think, too, we should also point out this is a class action lawsuit, which means don't be surprised if more names get added to this and more stories come out. This is not going away for a long time, people, and this is going to be bigger than or this can be more than just Brian Flores. If it goes to court, if there's merit to what they said, if there's proof to half of what Brian Flores said, if there's proof of some sort of racial discrimination or systemic race or a systemic racial system that pushed him out after releasing this statement, whether it was the lawyers, whether it was PR, does Roger Goodell have to step down as commissioner of the NFL? Because you just took a big stance in an hour and a half as the NFL and Roger Goodell is the face of the NFL. Was it released by Goodell himself or somebody? It was him? released by the an official. It was just the NFL's official statement. It wasn't a person. It came out as the official NFL statement, yeah, which to me, I get Roger it. Goodell has seen that before it goes out. Uh, I get that. Uh, maybe I mean, an hour and a half. That, I don't even think they had enough time to run that by Roger Goodell, let alone do the the, the, the investigation. But uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. I just don't um, like that without merit. I, they they could have said, no. "Hey, we don't we don't think this happens. We've put things in place so it can't. Yeah. We're going to investigate this." But no, they're just like without merit. And I'm like, "Whoo, dude, yeah, that's you rough. just yeah, that's... you just screwed yourself. You just oh, yeah. because if there is merit, oh my god, the shitstorm that's going to come down on you is unbelievable." Well, uh, I'm going to get into some explanations later, but the class action lawsuit, there's going to be. Hundreds of thousands of names put on this class action lawsuit. And I'll explain why later due to another thing that we're going to be covering. So, yeah. So stay yeah, tuned this, to your channel. Is that what you're saying? No, right here. As we discuss, as we okay. discuss, I'll bring it up. Okay. So one more around the hiring, then we're going to get to part two. Of, okay. <laughs> of what's going on here. And I do want, I want to get to Brady's retirement. So we are going to get there, guys. I promise we're getting there. Uh, Henry McKenna wrote, I hope Bill Belichick takes a stand and rehires Brian Flores onto his staff. It's likely the NFL will attempt to blackball Flores following this lawsuit. It's possible Belichick's upset with Flores for poaching coaches uh, when he left for Miami, but this is bigger than that. I'm going to tell you as a Patriots fan, I hope I'm going to tell you as a Patriots fan, I wanted him to hire Brian Flores before this all went down. You know what I mean? Like, because he was probably the best defensive coordinator we've had since Romeo Carnell, right? I, 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 I wanted Brian on the Colts. We need a DC. Come yeah. on, man. So yep. I'm the same way. I hope that Belichick does. I hope that Belichick stands by him. Number one, Bill, you're going to be all over. Bill, you're going to be brought to court. I hope you know this. I also feel, I'm going to say this, guys. I feel like Flores talked to him first. I couldn't see him blindsiding Belichick and adding those texts to his lawsuit without saying, Hey Bill, you know, I'm really upset. This is what I want to do. You know what I mean? And the fact that the Patriots organization has had said nothing tells me that the Patriots knew this was coming. Belichick knew this was coming. And the fact that they're not already playing some sort of cover up. And Mike, if you want to look into that and make sure I'm not speaking at a turn here tells me, I think that 
they may have been that that bill may have given him his blessing on this so there may not be hard feelings that these texts got released no because it's not really implicating bill in anything bill's just uh was told stuff by Bill's other just a people. senile old man yeah and <laughs> you know i mean it is what it is you know it's not like bill was out there uh hosting token interviews you know i he's just relaying information that you know oops i told the wrong person you know type situation now there are some conspiracy theorists out there that are saying Bill Belichick knew exactly what he was doing when he sent that to Brian Flores. Oh, that's possible too. And I don't usually get into conspiracy theories, but I was sitting there, I was like, if anybody would have done it, it probably would have been Bill Belichick, you know, just almost like that. I can't, cause if he comes out and says, Hey, FYI, this is happening. Then he looks like the dick, right? Hey, Bill, we gave you this information. You know, you broke our trust. Him just being a 70 year old senile old man who doesn't know how to use a smartphone. Yeah, you're upset with them, but you can kind of forgive them, you know? I mean, to be fair, I send texts to the wrong people all the time. Loyalist is in the chat. I sent him a text <laughs> saying, hey, when are we going? When are we recording today? And I thought I sent it to DeQuell. Hey, Loyalist, DeQuell, that's not even close to each other, you know? Yeah, in and fairness, <laughs> I used to have a kid that worked for me named Chris Carrier. Or Chris C. Chris mm -hmm. Carrier. He won't mind. Chris Carrier. And on my phone, like I have an iPhone, so it comes up with just initials. Like the names are there, but the sides are initials, and it's CC. Connor Carney also comes up as CC. So uh, I can't tell you the amount of times I texted Chris something regarding to the podcast, and he would answer me. That was the best part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. uh, and, and Mike does confirm there's nothing as of now from the New England Patriots so or from Bill Belichick. All right. So jpa football puts this out and lots of other people did too it's just a tweet i'm going by brian flores says that dolphins owner stephen ross offered to pay him one hundred thousand dollars for every loss during the 2019 season to help the team get a better draft spot and got mad when miami went on a winning streak now i know that this one got you thoughts this is where the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people would be put into this lawsuit. All right. Class oh, action lawsuit. I think I know where you're going. Yep. Yeah. Think about this. If billions of dollars. Owner, billions, billions of dollars. Because if an owner is trying to force some, you know, force a tank, which means those games are already, you know, predetermined. You cannot have that in today's gambling society because as soon as that hits the market and it's found, if that's found out to be true, everyone who has ever dropped a dime or lost a dime in any NFL wager can literally say, I don't know if this game was fixed. I want my money back. And we're no longer talking about tanking. Mm -hmm. We're talking about match fixing which is yeah. a federal crime just so everybody knows yep. it's a federal crime in the united states match fixing um now they weren't fixing it in the sense of for betting purposes however if you're offering somebody large sums amount of money to lose games even yep. if it's just to get a better draft pick that means you are match fixing yep. so let's pretend flores has proof of that I feel like Stephen Ross is a good enough of a snake that nothing would be in writing and it would be his word against his type of thing. But let's pretend he's stupid enough to have it in writing. 
this cool. is this is you got to sell the team right like this isn't this isn't this isn't a year suspension i know he's good but but the nfl has to do something too i know oh, let's yeah we know what the feds are going to do this isn't a one-year suspension this isn't jim mercy drinking and driving this isn't you know what i mean this is you're gone right this is the miami dolphins are now for sale right if, if it's the same, first off the government would freeze all his assets and guess what the dolphins is one of his assets yeah so that's frozen bam can't do nothing with it then the NFL would have to go through a, a a whole you know legal situation to try to acquire that out of it, you know, just for the business. The Dolphins could just disappear, and then the and then the NFL would have to create another franchise, you know. Or let's talk about this. If this is true, not only does it affect the Dolphins, it affects the NFL in general. Like I was saying earlier, this could bankrupt because think about how much money. This yeah. is is put in worldwide every day. I mean, I get that the the you know we're, we're talking hundreds of billions of dollars that the NFL rakes in every year, but there's more than that thrown out in gambling, right? Worldwide, so this could be a really really bad thing if what Flores is saying happened actually happened. Really bad. Yeah, and you're right because I never took the match fixing into consideration. I was just thinking about okay, is there a tanking rule? Is there this? And then as soon as you said this is what it's related to, it just clued into me billions mm-hmm. of dollars in gambling in the NFL. It's the it's 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 one of the most. I mean, I know people who only watch football because of gambling. They actually have real mm-hmm. no interest in watching the game of football. They but they're in pools. They're on the the gambling sites. They're doing the our legal gambling here, and they're betting on games and doing parlays and doing point spreads. And you're right, this is now becoming match fixing. That's insane. That's insanity, actually, to think about. That's wow. Okay, so let's move on to the least worrisome thing in this whole (laughs) which is the tampering the tampering charge that could come to miami if proven uh proven true uh the rumors out there is is that well no sorry let's start with that brian flores is claiming that stephen ross again wanted him to meet with a quarterback before the legal tampering period started flores said no he then was invited to – we'll get to the Super Chat in a second. Thank you. Um, he was then invited to go have lunch on a yacht, which, why not? And that, would... quor- that quarterback just happened to be there uh, it, for Magically. lunch. And Brian Flores walked away. The reports – some reporters are confirming or saying that sources are saying it's this. Some are taking educated guesses. I'm going to go with the educated guesses and the people saying sources are saying that quarterback happens to be a Mr. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, who I promise guys, we will be talking about in a minute here. We are going to get to the Tom Brady retirement. Uh, I know it's the, I know it's the lead. I named this stream five hours ago. Okay. I didn't know this floor stuff was going to come out. And unfortunately it's much bigger than Tom Brady's retirement as crazy as that sounds. Do you think that Tom Brady's retirement would be the biggest piece of the day, but it's not. Um, and he said, no. So Miami, obviously, if it comes out true is going to have some tampering charges on them. It's a slap on the wrist in the NFL. It's probably gonna be a fine and a late round pick that they get taken from them, but it just adds on to the mix. That also does make me think, 
do you remember when he was uh tom brady was with lebron at the barbershop and they said you kept that fucking guy over me were they talking about Tua tango viola or actually at that time ryan fitzpatrick because Tua would have been in the background right could the story have been hey bring in Tom Brady, have Tua develop behind him for a couple, two, three years until Tom retires. And they elected like, nah, we'll go with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And, you know, because Flores didn't want to tamper. I wonder if he was talking about Tua. Or Fitzpatrick, I shouldn't say Tua. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I mean, a a lot of people was thinking it was Wentz, you know. I remember a lot of people was was running off on that that aspect. Oh, you really want to? But you think about it. I mean, he was in my he he's a Florida dude. Everybody knows that. So it had to be Florida generally. And then you, you kind of look at it, you know, uh, it's a whole educated guesses, like very good educated guesses, just like the whole, you know, uh, quarterback, you know, happened to be a free agent or not quite, but was going to be you know yep. type situation that's why it's tampering ladies and yeah. gentlemen i couldn't see them wanting to talk to cam newton no you know <laughs> no. no no or Jameis winston yeah, um, I was saying, but... who, were the, who were the quarterbacks that year it was tom brady Jameis winston marcus mariota it yeah, had right? been tom brady. Uh, yeah 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 so i could i could see that as as an educated guess um and but but the, here's the thing okay if these allegations are true about the whole, you know, uh, the owner saying, Hey, I need you to talk to that first. So it was first reported. He asked him way ahead of time. I want you to talk to this set. So-and-so quarterback. No, I can't do that. That's tampering. And then he invited him to the boat and magically he was going to be there. And then he said, no. And then walked away, like just left. First off, if these, are true if this is true dude that paints that paints him in such great light but at the same time bad light depending upon owners in the nfl and whether or not you know they have a a moral compass or not because Mm -hmm. first off you don't you know um you obviously want a morally right coach that will do the right thing but at the same time you don't want somebody that's going to tell you know when he's told directly to do something like tank uh, <laughs> you know so um hats off hats off the flores man because i mean if all if if what he says if all this stuff that he says is true not only paints the entire nfl and three different organizations in a terribly bad light but it paints him as like you know he he should be sanctified <laughs> because well and well i mean a you gave up that type of money yeah right i mean co- i know they're making good money in the nfl but 100 grand is 100 grand you know we've seen That's NFL 1.7 million dollars last year yeah we've seen nfl players do worse for less um and then not wanting to tamper which of course has turned the narrative assuming this is all true yeah it's a complete right? assumption assuming this is all true made him uncompliant made him an issue within the organization hard to work with hard to work with he has authority issues and it's weird because it was like a double edge for me i was like okay 
did he go in there behind the scenes and try to be Bill Belichick, right? And we've seen those issues before. However, the players weren't coming out after him. It was from the organization. I'm sitting there going like, you don't grow up under Bill Belichick and have authority issues. You know what I mean? Because there's no authority issues amongst the Patriots coaching staff. You either get along or move along. Right. However, it just seemed like, oh, another failed Belichick tree player. I mean, I made jokes about Iberflus getting a, a, a job before he did, which in retrospect now you're going, huh, you know, different time, <laughs> you know, different, different time, different place. But yeah, no, it's crazy. Now, I do want to address this. Big MGM says, inexcusable. First of all, thank you so much for the super chat. Really appreciate it. it says, inexcusable action if the Miami accusations are true. This feels like how to lose a football team 101. Yeah. I mean, you nailed it. I mean, it's. it's... I mean, you don't know. <laughs> for those of you watching the podcast, uh, Lawrence is uh i don't even know what the hard rock stadium his yes. background is hard rock stadium today uh an empty hard rock stadium so we're gonna pretend that he's in sunny miami because we got that northeastern coming in here tonight and uh for oh, the next God, two days yeah. it's gonna be hammering us now i just want everybody to know we've already gotten a northeastern that missed the northeast over there and hit us so i'm going through this for a second time so i don't want to hear people in boston be like oh no you know what we go through no 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 no, no. i've already <laughs> dealt with it um okay look we've spent 40 minutes on this. I think we've given it. I didn't want to pass over this, but I didn't want to make the whole show about it. I think we've given us the appropriate amount of time. I'm sure we're going to be talking about this again, guys. We're here with Lawrence Owen from the Lawrence Owen YouTube channel, the Colts Law podcast, the Believe in Colts podcast with Pro Bowler, Indianapolis Colt to Paul Jackson. He's also the voice of the Indy Express. I wasn't saying it before, but he will be the voice of the basketball league this weekend. Is he will be covering the combine? Where can people find the combine on the on the the website? The the can they uh, sign up? TV. Yeah, you go to the website. There'll be a link where you just uh, sign in, and and uh, uh, I think it costs a little bit of money, but it's you follow a specific team. I think it's like forty bucks for a season. Or you could follow the entire league for like $120. For those of you who don't know, it's semi-pro basketball. It's like Division II basketball. Mm -hmm. um, some good games. Lawrence puts clips out on his Twitter page and stuff. Uh, Lawrence, Lawrence can call a game, man. Um, there was a shot last year where a guy hit a, a a buzzer beater from across the floor. And if you want to hear Lawrence go nuts, it was one of the best calls in the history of sports calls. So uh, go check it over there. Uh, Tom Brady retired today. And... We're going to get into Snubgate, as I have now dubbed it. But I want to start first, because I saw this from the Bleacher Report today. It's at the end of an era, Tom Brady, Eli Manning, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, Phillip Rivers. They, they wrote that they took the game to new heights. I believe that this is the crew, and I think you got to throw Aaron Rodgers in here as well. He's just he's still playing, but Aaron Rodgers has to be put in this group. This is the group of guys, the old boys, that turned the NFL, that made the quarterback that important. The quarterback never used to be the most important position in sports. 
let alone the most important position in football. Your running back and your linebacker were the two most important positions on a team. These guys made put the quality and put the emphasis on the quarterback play and made it such a pass-happy league. Mm-hmm. With Brady retiring today, and I'm going to say even with Rod- Rodgers kind of came a little bit later than this crew. So I'm going to I'm going to put to you with with Brady retiring today. As a Colts fan, you were on the other side of the Brady Manning rivalry. What does Tom Brady retiring mean to you as an Indianapolis Colts fan? Tom Brady was someone that I love to hate because I am a Colts fan. All right. It is what it is. Uh, uh, I hated him because he kept my team out of a lot of situations, but I loved him because of the simple fact that I got to watch one of the best rivalries in football and in that perspective of those two, you know, the, the Manning and, and Brady rivalry and for, for him to retire now, uh, with all those other names that you put on, you know, him being basically the last of that, the, the, I'm wondering if that's kind of the end of the pocket quarterback era, you know, where they were that big thing. I mean, you still have like Derek Carr, he could still move, but I mean, for the most part, the NFL is going towards that different mobile type quarterback. And, Tom Brady was one of the last ones to do that. And, and he was still good at, which, which, which is freaking me out because he was still playing. It's not like, you know, when he left, like Peyton Manning left, right. You know, Peyton Manning was, was at the end of his career. His his arm couldn't throw a football at all anymore. And, you know, Brady is still out there slinging it, you know, doing a really good job. And I don't, I wish Brady, and his family a long happy prosperous life as a Colts fan I do that because I have a lot of great memories of some great matches and I know now that I'll never be able to witness stuff like that again so as you know I love a good troll and there were some good trolls for Brady's retirement today I don't mean the bitter fan troll I don't mean the guys going after him for the mega hat. I mean, just a good, fun nature troll. My winner today came from NBC New York, who tweeted, Tom Brady, <laughs> sorry, and th- these hurt. So Tom Brady, who lost two Super Bowls to the Giants during his legendary 22-year NFL career, retires. That's the name. <laughs> that was the tweet today. So Good for you, NBC New York. Um, I, I love a good troll. You know that. And I got I to tip my hat to a good troll. Uh, but Henry McKenna tweeted this out today. Tom Brady's retirement statement includes thanks to his wife, Giselle, his kids, the, his Buccaneers teammates and coaches, his agent, and his trainer, Alex Guerrero. There is no mention of the Patriots, no mention of Bill Belichick, and no mention of his stint in New England. Now, New England Patriot fans who are defending Tom Brady are making the argument that, well, Brady already gave his appreciation to Pat's nation when he left New England two years ago and went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
people like me are like, eh, um, you know what? You you could have said Pat's Nation. You know how I feel about you. Um, a lot of people today told me when I was just trolling that Tom Brady doesn't owe me anything. And I was like, you're absolutely right. But stop acting like I owe Tom Brady something because I don't. Because I was a paying customer of the NFL. I pay for that NFL network. I pay for the jerseys. I pay to enjoy the game. So I don't know Tom Brady anything either, even though he like Super Bowls. Anyways, as a Colts fan, how did you or how do you see? Not how do you feel, because I know how you feel. You made it clear in the in the group chat, but how do you see the Tom Brady slight to the Patriots outside of his little token quote tweet to Robert Kraft's statement where he's like, Hey, love you Patriots nation. It's not done yet. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give Patriots fans a little bit of hope here. Players of their caliber, when they retire, they don't just write a statement and then that's it. There is a speech that will happen. Okay, there is a um, uh, Peyton Manning had a 13 minute speech when he retired. All right. And you can find it anywhere on the Internet. Just type it up, you know, and he goes through and he he, he talks for a long time and thanks everybody under the sun. Uh, I think I think Brady will do the same. You know, this was just a here and now situation. Um, in my honest opinion, I, I think it was more of a I'm retiring from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's not retiring from the Patriots. He already did that, right? This is his retirement from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, when he goes to his career retirement speech, that's the one that I would hang the hat on. If he doesn't mention the Patriots in that, (laughs) then y'all have every right to blow up, okay? Because, you know, that would be utterly dirty. But I honestly, I, I think that, you know, this is just, you know, him moving on from, from Tampa Bay, just like, you know, he moved on from um, the New England Patriots two years ago. Yeah, and I, I pointed out to people today, he just released $150 raincoats. He's not going to isolate his largest, let's face it, his largest market, because everybody running around in TB12 gear and the majority of places are the people running around mass. In New England, you know what I mean? That's where the I know he's got fans everywhere, but the majority of his fan base is there. From a business perspective, he's not going to isolate them again, guys. Go buy your $150 Tom Brady raincoats, they are for sale right now. You know, go do it, go do your TB12 plan. I just love to troll people. I said my my statement, I made a statement about it today when everybody was like arguing about it. And this and that, I made the statement and I just said that I can't find it now, but I just said, listen, so I said something along the lines of. In fairness, most of those great Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans that he is thanking used to be Patriots fans, so he figured, why not waste time? (laughs) Why am I going to waste time thanking the Patriots fans? I'm also wondering who those guys are going to cheer for next year. You know what I mean? But it's, uh, no, I know they're going to come back. Um, So Colts loyalist. My co-host. Co-host of the Colts Law Podcast. Thank you very much for the Super Chat. Says, I thought about this today. TB12 snubs the Patriots. BB sets things in motion to hijack TB12's retirement boss move. And I thought that too. I, I was I decided not to go that way, but I'm so happy that Loyalist, I really am. I'm so happy that Loyalist brought this up because I thought the same thing. I'm like, 
why do I feel like Belichick was like, Flo, don't file the lawsuit until Brady, you know, like until Brady files his, re- his retirement because we need to hijack that day. And I just feel like there's the bitterness. I love it. I know that's not true, but God, I wish it was true. Boss move. Boss move, Bill- Billy B. Boss move. Right. <laughs> so are you going to uh, welcome back with open arms all those Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans? Oh, did I hit a nerve? Yeah, no, you. I have a mixed feeling for the Patriots fans who cheered for Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. I will welcome you back for the fan who changed their avatar to Tampa Bay stuff, changed their handle from Patriots fan to Bucks fan to the guy who booed the Patriots, the guy who ripped Bill Belichick, not out of anger, because there was Patriots fans who didn't jump to Tampa Bay who ripped them out of anger, but ripped them because I'm now a Tampa fan, so I got to rip everything New England. No, no, you're not welcome back. So there's a mix. I think uh, because we had uh, the, the this news originally dropped Friday night, and then it was confirmed Saturday. I've done mm-hmm. it's my third stream about it. Poor Adam Schefter, by the way. Guy got roasted on Saturday only to be right. But that's why I told Mike when it all started. I'm like, Mike, grow up. This is true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is true. Um, Loyalist, though, was on with us. You were on, too, as well. We had a big, we had the, the crew Friday night, which was kind of great that it happened to be the Patreon because we had a, we could, we had a really mm-hmm. 40 minutes of it. And it was a really good conversation. We kind of just went one by one by one. Loyalist said it. He's like, hey, man, I cheered for Peyton Manning. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, and I was a Colts fan, but I cheered for Peyton. And unless, when he came, unless he, yeah, unless yeah, he and was when he came home, us. and Robert Mathis put him on his ass, I cheered with everybody else. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm cool with that. I didn't, but I was bitter. Everybody knows I was bitter or butt hurt, as people like to call it. You know what yeah. I mean? So because I was bitter, I'm cool with that. Um, uh, I didn't go to Tampa. I didn't cheer for Brady. I cheered for Brady one game. And that was against the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl because <laughs> there's nobody I hate more. However, I don't down anybody. What I hated was the people who were no longer Patriots fans. That got to me. I do have a couple Colt things I want to talk about, so I'm going to move on quickly here. Now, Colts coverage tweeted this out today, and I don't know if you know anybody over at Colts coverage. I'm going to tell you, you don't have to say anything. I really dislike their whoever does their social media. They're really starting to bother me. Just going to put that out. I know just, you don't say anything. I'm just, I don't care though. I'm I will tell you. tell you in private chat, but you can't say nothing. Okay. Oh no, it's not loyalist. Is it loyalist? If it's you, I apologize. Really? Really? <sighs> thank you. I'm not going to rip now though. I'm going <laughs> to. Wow. Okay. Do you know him? Mm-hmm. I met him. Huh? Wow. It's not your son, is it? No. <laughs> My son's 16. Thank you very much. Right. Uh, no, I met him at training camp one time. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm not going to say anything then. I'm not going to rip him. I don't like him, but I'm not going to rip him. But now now, now, some, some of what bothers yeah. me makes sense. Yeah. But he tweeted something interesting, and I want you to, to respond to it. Okay. I got like five minutes with you, so I'm going to go through three things really quickly with you. 
He tweeted, what if the Colts had traded for Stafford? Would they find themselves in the Super Bowl? What do you think? No. That what that that the last two games of the season was not all on Wentz. That was a complete and utter team failure. You know, no matter how good Pete guys were dropping balls, defense wasn't making tack. That was a that was a team failure. And a lot of games that we lost was lost by defense or players or so. Wentz didn't lose as many games as what a lot of people say. What could he have been better? Absolutely. But I don't, it's different. Would I rather have Stafford than Wentz? Oh, hell yeah. But <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I was the guy who said, you know, last year, as soon as the Rams traded for him, I said, that's the best team in the uh, NFC, and they're going to the Super Bowl. Do you the understand, though, now I'm going to have Colt fans all up in my comments, all upset at you. Last night, Connor declared Josh Allen the best quarterback in the NFL, so I had the Chiefs fans all up in my comments. Now I'm going to have the upset Colts fans in my comments. No, I mean, come on, man. I, I back, I'll back Wentz. If yeah. he's the quarterback for the Colts, I'm going to back him 110%. But I wanted – and, and I – you know, I'm not going to back out and try to lie and say, I will st stick with it. I wanted Stafford over Wentz, you know, to be fair, I wanted Donald over Wentz, but you know, can you give me an extra couple of minutes just so I can get through yeah. the other two with you? Thank you. Because I want to go through both of them with you. Uh, you actually sent me this, so this one's not going to surprise you, but I wanted to share it with Patriots fans. Jim Mersey, for those of you who don't know, is the owner of the, uh, Indianapolis Colts. He tweets this out today for reasons I don't understand, to be honest with you. He tweets out, I'm sending two pairs of Bengals fans to the Super Bowl. Who are they? Uh, airfare, hotel room, game tickets. Respond to this tweet uh, and retweet and proof that you're a hard, and this is all caps, proof that you're a hardcore Bengals fan. So anybody who is a hardcore Bengals fan, the deadline is 11 p.m. tonight. And I assume that's Eastern Standard Time. 11 mm -hmm. p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight. Have at it. Colts fans tomorrow. So he's not mm -hmm. just sending Bengals fans. He's sending Colts fans as well to the Super Bowl. So any, I know I have a couple Bengals fans that list me. If you're listening, go get on Jim Irsay's Twitter right now. Show them that you're a, a Bengals super fan. Bravo! Picture. You need to you need to quote tweet that and get a picture or a video and show that you know you're a hardcore Bengals fan and prove it to him. Show your man cave. Show your dancing cave. Show something. Get mm -hmm. your Joe Burrow jersey on. Put a Carson Palmer jersey on. Really show them how uh, how far back you go. A boomer Esiason jersey. Boomer Esiason. You can even put Ocho Cinco. Ocho's uh, yeah. Ocho Cinco would be okay too. Uh, but good, like, just talk about your owner because, you know, Patriot fans, we talk a lot about bad things about Jim Mersey. It's a part of that rivalry, but you know, he got nailed with the DUI. So it's something we bring up on a total basis. You guys bring up Robert Kraft getting special massages. It's just a part of that, <laughs> yeah, that piece. But is, talk talk a little bit about Jim Mersey. Like this is a, why, like he also, when um, there was a GoFundMe a little while mm -hmm. ago and uh, it was for a reporter. It was for a child of a reporter who had lost both their mother. That reporter had died, and the mother had died the year before, and the child now has no parents. And I think Adam Schefter put out this GoFundMe. And 
Jim Mercy didn't put a crazy number, but he kind of just like hid his thing where like a couple people came out and they're like a oh, fifty. I think he put ten grand or say right, or did he put fifty? I think I it was ten grand. Exact number. I think he put ten, but he didn't get the whole like, hey, we just donated the way the Schneiders did, and yeah. I have a, a loathing for the Schneiders, but he just quietly donates like he's just he seems like an okay guy. You know what I mean? I don't like saying this because he's a guy I like to rip being a Patriots fan. However, talk about your owner sending Bengals fans to the Super Bowl, sending Colts fans to the Super Bowl. Uh, he knows there's no Rams fans, so he's not bothering with that. But talk about it, man. Talk just I'm giving you the opportunity to talk about your owner. Oh, dude, I, I love my owner. I, I get that you guys, you know, want a lot of people who are, you know, uh, against the Colts want to want to rag on them a lot. But there's, I mean, you can't be a bigger NFL fan, a football fan, than Jim Mercer is. He was raised by. I mean, he was the guy who, you know, as a child would sit down next to uh, Johnny U, you know, and Johnny U would just talk shit to him, you know. He is a football fan and he understands that Cincinnati there's there's no no kids alive right now that has ever went to a Cincinnati Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And they're finally in the Super Bowl and there's probably you know 99.999% of those Cincinnati fans ain't going to make it. Uh whether or not they can afford it or travel or anything, so he's trying to help them get there. And uh utter total respect. He does stuff like this all the time um doing all kind of charity work with other people and, and other people's charities you and i's charities you know stuff yeah. like that so every day he has a trivia that goes up and he gives out like five thousand dollars and uh money to for charities and stuff like that every day uh absolutely love and respect jim ursay and uh when i saw that tweet today i it just i was like tickled you that's the next level of wow you know and I, as i asked i was like hey has craft ever have you ever seen craft do something like that and it, and that, that that wasn't a knock i was honestly curious you know have you seen something like that from other owners you know not because... not from a football perspective i will tell you what craft did because if i don't people are going to get mad at me okay they will during covid craft sent the patriots plane to china to pick up ppe flew it back and then paid for the transportation to bring it to New York where they were under siege. Um, Oh, sorry. No, no, I got it. Robert Kraft flew uh, in the Patriots private jet, a plane, a jet full of uh, frontline healthcare workers to the super in, in New England to the Super Bowl last year. So, but he didn't do something like this, but he did that. If I don't tell you, people are going to scream at me. So just want to. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. I got to do it. I got to do it um got a uh i got dude i had so much cult stuff to go over with you tonight but the the flores thing just just flores and brady retiring just ate it all up yeah um because the next thing i'm gonna go for you i tweeted two days i quote bookmarked two days ago but i'm gonna do the super chat first but it's okay you got time or do you have to run i know this no, I, got, I got i got i'm good mike's okay. back there going man <laughs> <laughs> Big MGM says, I like my owner a lot, but I'd love him if he gave me a lifetime supply of mac and cheese. <laughs> That's fantastic. But yeah, no, no. And I wasn't trying to compare Kraft and Ursay. You know what I mean? I just, I, you sent that. Thank you very much, Mike. Um, 
I love you know what I'm gonna tell you right now. I love Kraft mac and cheese. A lot of people dog on Kraft mac and cheese. I love like I love I love all the instant macaroni and cheese. Like it, it's I just uh, love them all. Mm. Uh, in Canada, I love them. These are Canadian brands. We got one named Pre- we got President's Choice here, which is a Canadian brand, dude. President's Choice white cheddar macaroni and cheese is just. Dude, you can't to- beat you can't beat Annie's. Okay, so we have Annie's here now. <laughs> we have Annie's here now, and I'm. Uh, it was okay. It's expensive though compared it to is. the other ones. It is, but and it, that's it, why it's good. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. We will meet one day. One day, we. we I feel we will meet in person one day, and I will bring President's Choice macaroni and cheese. You can make Annie's, and we will we will exchange bowls. And we will have a conversation about how much better President's Choice is than Annie's. <laughs> okay. So, all right. I got to let you go. So I want to do this last one with you. I saw it. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, Vic I'm, Dog I... says, how much do you want to bet, Ray? Brady will be on the couch for one year and won't be able to take it anymore and come back to play football. Dude, I'm not betting you on that because I said that to Mike in our, our, our opening segment. Mm-hmm. I said, because... There was a lot of people today that said, hey, the Hall of Fame should do what with it, what the Hockey Hall of Fame did for Wayne Gretzky, bypass the five-year. And I said there was two reasons I didn't believe they should do that. Number one, I believe Tom Brady's going to play football again. And I thought we're going to see him again in 2023 at 46 years old. What he's going to look like, I don't know. I'm not prepared to make a pred- – I'm not prepared to say he's going to suck, and I'm not prepared to say he's going to be great. I got to see it. Right, because we're in on we're in just an uncharted territory at this point with him. Nobody expected a 44 year old quarterback to have 5,000 yards this year and be in the MVP conversation. I mean, I know there's people out there that did because you think Brady's still 35 years old, but um, if anything, Brady's been better in his 40s than he was in his early 30s. Uh, so I don't know, but I agree with you. So I said that was one of my reasons. And number two, they didn't do it for Manning or Montana. Because I thought if they're going to make the wave, you got to do it for those three guys. But no, I agree with you. I'm not going to bet you because I th- I absolutely 100% agree with you. Thank you so much, Lawrence. You want to weigh in this? You didn't get to weigh in. Let's... Oh no, 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 no. I I, I I when you were talking about that earlier, I completely agreed. And I just wanted to make a quick statement that I don't know how controversial this is, but I will say that Brady was better his last four years than he was his first four years. Oh, 100%, without any question. 100%. I tell people all the time, the first three Super Bowls was because of that defense. Mm-hmm. Um, d- Tom Brady had a hand. He wasn't awful. Like, he, you know, it wasn't yeah. Trent Dilfer territory, but he was a good game-managing quarterback at that time. It was, uh, he, he wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo territory, and yes, I said it. I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo. 49ers win in spite of him. Oh, my God. Someone tell Jeff Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I don't know how you're going to react to this. I've okay. been trying to figure out how you're going to react to it. I didn't know if you're going to laugh. I didn't know if you're going to get mad. I didn't know if you were going to agree. But I saw it. As soon as I saw it, I had to bookmark it. I have no personal feelings towards this, by the way. So this guy, Cromarty Jr., tweets out, Joe Burrow is who the NFL thought Andrew Luck was. So I'm just going to let you respond to that. Again, I didn't know how you were going to react to it. I just thought this is good content. Okay. The only thing that is comparable on the team between Joe Burrow and Andrew Luck is the offensive line. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He has 
a better running back, a better number one, a better no. Their number three wide receiver is better. No offense. All right. All right. So they have, we had Reggie Wayne, but he was near the end of his career. You know, uh, is what, what Andrew Luck had. Uh, he had T.Y. Hilton, you know, who was at the beginning of his career. But also, dude, this is the only second year. I mean, come on. How are you? That's like, that's almost as bad as Chiefs fans saying, well, Mahomes is a first ballot Hall of Famer right now if he retires today. You know, and it's it's just a stupid statement. It's just a stupid statement. We have breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. I agree, big big MGM. He was he was a problem. He led the NFL in receiving yards one year. A lot of people don't know that. Breaking news. We have breaking news. According to the Washington Times, there was a banner seen at FedEx Field in Washington today. With the new logo? The Washington football team will be known as the Commanders. That's been the uh, rumor but that's it's been based, around. There was for, a Commanders banner seen at FedEx today. That is a terrible name. I would have stayed as the Washington. Can I? I made a pitch, not to why they didn't listen to me, but I wrote a blog. I made a pitch to keep it as the football team. Yes. That's it's that's a, it's almost iconic now. It is. You know and what you know, I mean? It's also in Europe, like in soccer, teams are just like Liverpool Football Club. You know what I mean? Obviously, I mean soccer here in you know, Toronto, TFC, Toronto Football Club. And I thought Washington can be the first American football team to be like, you know, because I sit there, I'm like, okay. I'm not scared of a cardinal. You know what I mean? Like, like okay, you, you got cardinals. You got, I mean, Colts. You're a horse. You know what I mean? Like, when you go through the whole thing, I was like, you know, you got all these, like, not stupid names, but, like, you got the cardinals. You got the panthers. I was trying to think of all the bird names. And, you know, I think, like, Toronto, like, the blue jays. Like, who else is scared of a blue jay? Who's scared of a, a, a cardinal? Who's scared of a robin? We're just the football team. You guys have mascots. We're just the football team i loved it i thought they should have kept it i hate commanders i think you just that's the washington isn't there, a, isn't there a college that has a gopher yes yes yeah <laughs> the gophers but i want you to i want you to understand how close they got to this okay so they are the washington commanders not even yeah. a general just well commanders. hold on though. <laughs> hold on though the washington generals is the team that the Harlem Globetrotters beat up on. They yeah. might as well have just been yes. them. Yes. You know what I mean? The Washington Commanders is the dumbest name. And when it when it's official and people are really talking about this, everybody's going to talk. I, what I hope is, is because Commanders has been the name and Joe Montana was talking about Commanders the other day. And my hopes, or not, I mean, um, Joe Namath was talking about that. My hopes is, is that, they purposely put up this banner that says commanders just to throw people off. You know, I already oh, said, I it. hope so that would, that would be epic. Yeah. That would, already, that, that'd be great. Cause I said, as soon as they made the announcement that it was coming out like February 4th or whatever it was that they were making their announcement, I was like, that's so stupid. It's going to get leaked before it comes out. Like this is like Tom Brady couldn't even retire without it being leaked. Like, did they really think it was not going to leak out guys? 
I want to thank Lawrence for a giving us an extra 10 minutes on the show tonight. We really appreciate you. Um, you can follow him everywhere. My God, uh, see him on YouTube. Either look up Colts Law or Lawrence Owen. You can look up his podcast, which is the Colts Law podcast with my boy Loyalist. He was in the chat tonight. Even dropped the super chat. Uh, you can also find him on the Believe in Colts podcast with the Quell Jackson, just kicking it up, shooting the shit with an All Pro. Sorry, Pro Bowl. Edge or linebacker? He was a linebacker. Linebacker, All Pro. No, Pro Bowl linebacker. Also the man who was responsible for Deflategate, just so you know. So if you really want to go throw some hate, go on his YouTube comments and just whatnot. Uh, if you want to see some behind-the-scenes raw conversation between Lawrence and Dequell and get to see a real... Because Dequell professionalizes things for the podcast. You want to see Dequell in his natural element? Go check out his Patreon page. Patreon.com slash Coltslaw. Lawrence Owen. Lawrence Owen. Patreon.com slash Lawrence Owen. I think he's the same as mine. Five bucks a month, right? Mm-hmm. No tears, no nothing. It's just five bucks a month. He does the hangouts like I do. Um, very much like he attends my hangouts. I attend his, not for as long. But I always try to pop in and say hello and how's it going and all that kind of fun stuff. Go check him out. Uh, check him out on Twitter at Colts underscore law. Find him on Instagram. Same thing at Colts underscore law. Same one at Colts underscore law. Facebook.com slash Colts Law. Uh, group is Colts Law. Yeah. Colts Law. Perfect. Facebook.com slash Colts Law. Yeah, don't go look up his personal Facebook account. He just puts up pictures of stained glass. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did, are you going to drop the link for the auction or what? Uh, I will be tomorrow. Okay, um, I wanted to promote I, it for you today. I'm like, okay, what's the link? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't have it up yet because I've oh, okay. still got a bunch of dimensions and stuff to, to figure out and other stuff. But Okay, yeah. perfect. Well, let me know when it's up. Tweet it at me or, or send it to me. You know, send it in the group chat and I'll make sure I put it up for everybody because it's, it's, even though it's a Colts thing, it's a very, very nice piece. Very nice piece. And I think you're starting way too low, by the way, but it's okay. Well, I figured if it starts low, we'll see how... How, how much you get i mean if it, if it sells well enough i've already uh, made the statement if it sells well enough that my wife said that she will take special orders for any team uh so if you're a patriot like a, fan, like a nice patriots know. one to put on my back yeah. wall here yeah what if it doesn't sell well and i still want her to do one for me depending we'll, upon how much you're offering to pay for it we'll talk <laughs> yeah we'll talk lawrence thanks so much buddy appreciate you thank you Lawrence Owen from Colts Law. Believe in Colts Podcast. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him everywhere. Good guy. Love having Lawrence on. Always, always love him. We get that back to back to back, which is great. You get Connor, you get Lawrence, and then you get Mario. Three different personalities, three different guys, three different skill sets, three different amounts of knowledge. Definitely the big difference between Monday and Tuesday night, but really good balance to the show. You know who else brings balance? Mr. Chill, Mr. Cool, Mr. Producer, Mr. Been Busy Tonight. And uh, somebody's got a birthday this Saturday. Producer Mike, how are you? I'm doing all right, bud. Thank you. For? The happy birthday. And then I didn't wish you a happy birthday. I was just telling everybody it's your birthday so they can wish you a happy birthday wow. on Saturday. So what you got to do is go over to Twitter at MN underscore off topic. Follow our boy Mikey N and wish him a happy birthday this saturday how old are you turning 19 32 32 god lawrence remembers 32 
It was 25 years ago. <laughs> oh, what come a, on. Be nice. What a day. What a day. I dude. know, man. It's been like, crazy. I just, like, I didn't even know. I had to show, like I said, I had a ton of cult shit I wanted to go over with Lawrence. Like, a ton of it. And I just, like, all of a sudden, yes, everybody's wondering what I'm doing. I'm uploading the patreon comment from tonight that i didn't do before but uh no i don't i was in the dark ages <laughs> <laughs> cold sloth still hanging out even after he leaves you gotta love it we lost 30 30 viewers since he left it's crazy that's not shocking that's not shocking um anyways yeah crazy day like i said i had a ton of cold shit i want to talk to him about um want to talk to him about Carson Wentz I wanted to talk to him about how the Ram you know did the Rams put a new blueprint on how to build a team I wanted to talk to him about a whole whack of shit that I just couldn't get to tonight so hopefully we'll next week we'll be able to get to him but I mean you start with the Brady news this afternoon so you knew that was going to be the lead which right. it didn't wasn't even the lead I know the headline is that's the lead but the lead was the whole Flores was the Flores lawsuit right so it's insane it just an insane day for news i said to my wife i said you know covering the nfl is the weirdest thing in the world because yesterday i'm trying to prep a show nothing to talk about outside of you know talking about the championship games and and the super bowl coming up like there's no real like heavy heavy news we're talking about like did patrick mahomes choke like that's where we're at with that point you know what i mean um and then all of a sudden brutal don't tell me to drop the music i know the music's going can you not hear me no i have a splitting headache so i was trying to be polite we do the music for the the crew okay let me read the ad then i can turn it off oh okay 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 fair enough uh guys producer mike and i are about to read through the comments and questions left on patreon before we do that let me tell you the benefits of becoming a patreon member for only five dollars a month you can invite it to our patreon hangout every friday night you also get direct access to me uh, and your comments and questions will be answered on every episode of the dear Pat nation podcast when you're watching or listening to the show on friday nights uh and there's like 10 guys that are on there talking those are all patreon members come check out patreon.com slash dpn sports and you'll see what's happening over there and big big news for the patreon members mario and i have um teamed up on a project that we're working on and you will now get three exclusive videos that mario and i are putting together each and every week so you're getting even more on the patreon now make sure you go check it out and who knows maybe one day when mike quits you can be the producer of the podcast because mike was a patreon member that started working for the show mikey can you work through the headache or do you want to go no no, no i'm i'm good i'm good just the music is distracting on top of the headache that's all i thought for some reason you left it going like you did with lauren so no no i put it going i kept on going with lawrence but i keep it going until we get into the subject that's the whole yeah. thing right until we get into the segment the music is the lead into the segment so let people know that we're switching up all right yeah. we well, got <clears throat> we got one question from patreon tonight that's it's it. from alex Man. and he says how many touch well yeah because you don't leave messages anymore and thomas well, has been crazy busy it's funny i was actually gonna write something today you should yeah. Alex says, how many touchdowns and interceptions do you think Mac Jones will have next season? Mike, I'll let you answer that first. Um, touchdowns and interceptions. Let's see. Oh, man. 56 touchdowns. 
seven interceptions. I'm sorry. Can you say that again? 56 touchdowns, seven interceptions. One more time. I want to make sure I'm hearing right through my headphones. Did, did you say 56 touchdowns and seven interceptions? Yes. Now that Bill O'Brien's going to be back, that two tight end system is going to be in full swing. Too We're bad gonna that oh. Derek Carr is going to have like 65, you know, because Josh McDaniels is down there with yeah, his two that, tight that, end system. That, that's true. They're going to have two better tight ends. So Derek Carr will probably, probably be the touchdown leader. Okay, so. Alex, if you want a real answer... I'm going to predict uh, 27 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. That is my prediction for Mac Jones next year. 27 and 10. I don't think that's a bad ratio for a second-year quarterback. How many did he have this year? 25, I think. 26. Right. I'll, I'll go a serious amount. I'll go 30. 30? 30 is not bad. I almost thought 30, but I thought maybe I'm overshooting it if I say 30. I don't know. Uh, so Dave Myers put out this tweet today. I don't know Dave Myers. I think he's just a guy. But I really like this tweet because it really falls into how I believe. You know me. I hate trashing somebody just for the sake of trashing somebody, right? Just to prove my point the other way. I feel that Patriot fans did that all too often with the Belichick-Brady debate, yada, 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 right? He says, Josh Allen is really good. Patrick Mahomes is really good. Joe Burrow is really good. Justin Herbert is really good. Why can't we all just agree that these men are really good quarterbacks without having to compare? What's your thoughts on that, Mikey? We all want our quarterback to be our be uh, the best. We want our guy to be the best. So we have to find a way to undercut your guy. Plain, I mean, plain and simple. But isn't right? that the wrong way to take it? Like they did that for Randy Brady. They did that for for Brady. I mean, people undercut Brady all the time. Then we come back and undercut Rodgers, and they under you know and undercut Manning and undercut Montana and undercut legends of the game in order undercut Belichick, undercut Brady, like to prove a point one way or another. I hate that. Why can't we just? I say it all the time. Like, why can't we just acknowledge that these guys are? Why do we have to wait, Mike, until they're retired to be like, oh, we lost six legends in the last six years? Yeah, I mean, it is sad, and it's funny, the, the way we've been talking about it over the last couple of days, it has made me go rewatch some of that Peyton Manning stuff, appreciate him more, um, you know, some of the Big Ben stuff. You don't appreciate in, it in the moment because I don't think you quite understand what it is as it's developing, and then as the book or the chapter closes, so to speak, you kind of have that opportunity and not to be morbid or chanting, you know, dark but almost like when somebody passes away you don't realize it but then as soon as they're gone it's like wait what just happened this force this thing in my life is all of a sudden over or gone with uh done with rather and i mean it's the same way in sports you know you don't you don't realize it you didn't realize it necessarily um with some of these guys how great they were going to be you realize they were great but you didn't realize you know what kind of impact Peyton Manning was necessarily going to have over the course of, of his whole career. You didn't realize that this sixth round draft pick was going to uh, win seven Super Bowls and be in the conversation for 20 plus years and play till 87. <laughs> Did you say play till 87? Yeah, that's what he is now, right? Fantastic. I want to talk a little bit about the Cincinnati Bengals team. And I promise you at some point we'll talk about the Rams. Okay. But 
I want to talk about the Spangled Sing because Mario and I were having an uh, we were having an, a conversation last night when we were recording our our stuff together for the little project yep. we're working on, and he said something super interesting to me. Mm-hmm. No, I'm lying. I said something super interesting to him. Yeah, he doesn't say interesting things. <laughs> I'm telling him that tomorrow. <laughs> I'm telling him you said that. I'm totally ratting you out. But you I said dry snitching. Oh, I'm snitching. I'm dry snitching straight up. Just the way like Lawrence snitched on on Pat McAfee, I'm gonna snitch on you to, to Mario. Um no, but I made the comparison. I said this Bengals team reminds me of the 2001 Patriots, like yep. the scrappy underdog everybody is cheering for them you know what i mean like it's yep. so i hear you when are they going to start being hated i guess right because that's i, I kind of said that to bengals fans as a joke i was like enjoy the love you're getting now because once you get really good you're going to be hated across the nfl well, uh because yeah. we were at one time the lovable patriots in 2001 <laughs> especially with the time that's why i still have some suspicions that that, that super bowl was a little bit fixed um it was a certain time in the united states of america obviously you've you been september. talking to joe thornburg no but i i've been saying this for years you get the september 11th you know terrorist attacks and then the new england patriots and their red white and you know red blue and silver come out and the fucking patriots of all things win the super bowl yeah uh, I, I i liked it i didn't care i don't find mm-hmm. it, i don't find it tainted um i'm just kidding guys just relax okay but i know the conspiracy theories out there but everybody in america outside of like St. Louis was cheering for the Patriots. Maybe some AFC East fans weren't, you know, sure. but everybody was cheering for them. And then as they won a few more Super Bowls, it became more and more hated. And then I mean, by 2006, 2007, they were one of the most hated they were the evil empire. That's when it started. Right. Yeah. So, but doesn't this Bengals team remind you a little bit of that 2001 team? Yeah. I mean, I think I made the analogy just with the game. The other night, I said this is like a Patriots game, but overall, yeah, they this is a team that's really exploded this year. Kind of, kind of like those two thousand one Patriots. No one, no one saw them coming. Uh, they've got their own controversial game, the whistle Whistlegate game, or whatever you want to call it. So there's that little parallel. yeah, they did. They had that in the in the divisional round, right? Whistle, right? So no, hundred uh, percent. I didn't even think about that. Where the yeah. whistle clearly went before the touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, not not the same, not the not the same as the. Uh, well, no, it was, and they blew them out, right? Yeah, yeah. Was that against the Raiders too? That game, the whistle game. It was. Yeah, yeah. So that was the wild card game, not divisional. They beat the Titans in the divisional round. So that was again. So you had the you had the Tuck rule. Uh oh, Joe Burrow's and, going on a twenty year run. And now you got the whistle rule. Did you see what I tweeted at Mario today? He didn't even like the friggin' thing. You gotta, no, I gotta find. I gotta hashtag find does it. that though. Sometimes they they don't they don't they're not yeah, always they, there. Yeah, um, so did you know that there's schools in Cincinnati that are already closing on Monday with the assumption that with the assumption that the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. So February 14th, schools are closing in Cincinnati. Fox Sports NFL put out: Should the day after the Super Bowl just be a national holiday? Yes, yes, it should. In the United Stat- States, it absolutely should. Statutory holiday. Yes. All right, I'm going to read you a, a quote here from Peyton Manning, uh, and a tribute to Tom Brady today. He said, "To do it as long as he did at the highest of levels is absolutely incredible. It was an honor and a privilege to compete against him on the field, and I truly appreciate his friendship off the field." Peyton Manning on Tom Brady. 
what did the Brady Manning rivalry mean to you now that you're looking at it in both of their retirements? Oh man, you know, this is going to, the Brady Manning rivalry when I was a kid, you looked forward to watching those Colts games because you knew it was going to be the fiercest of competitions. You knew it was going to be, you know, the best game you could watch. And then later on when he went to Denver, you know, same thing. And then the, the Broncos started winning. So, it was, you know, you got a little bit more angry about it. I feel like, you know, they when he uh, was with the Colts, we beat up on them a bit. But, yeah, it just makes me appreciate Peyton Manning that much more now. Again, you kind of soften on somebody once they retire too, right? I, I, I didn't like Peyton Manning when he was playing, especially for the Colts, but... Listen, as I got older and I'm more of an NFL fan or a football fan than just a Patriots fan, you appreciate good football. You know, you appreciate that man and what he did for the NFL. And, and let, let's let's not get it straight here. He didn't he didn't win as many titles. But Peyton Manning is just as much of a force on the football field as Tom Brady is. So according to the Bleacher Report, Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers are working to find a trade partner. A, who do you think would be interested in Jimmy Garoppolo? B, what is he worth? I don't know how you trade for him because they're going to have to restructure his contract. Uh, listen, they, they're they kind of stuck here because anybody who knows his contract knows that they have an out this year so they can just release him for nothing. Um, I think there are a lot of teams that are going to be interested. I think... Uh, the Washington Commanders, the Washington oh, Warriors. Uh, yeah, it's awful. The Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, like how the uh his the cap Texans. hit his cap hit is twenty six point nine million this yeah, year. Yeah, it it's crazy. No, so listen, the, I think oh, that teams I think you're right. I think teams could just wait it out and see if they just wait it out and see. And see if the 49ers release him. But I think where the concern might come in, say you are the commanders, which I'm never going to get used to. Say you are the Washington football team, who I think is a quarterback away from yeah. being a very competitive team. I mean, you got Anthony Gibbs is one of the best running backs in the league. You've got a great defense. Chase Young will be back next year. I like Ron Rivera or Riverboat Ron, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> Riverboat Ron. Um, I like him. And I think that if all of a sudden another team is a little bit more interested in Jimmy, or perhaps you hear Jimmy's going to sign with A or B team if he's and it's not Washington, does Washington turn around and say, hey, you're going to lose him anyways. Here's, here's a fifth-round pick. Well, I was just going to say, I think the most you're going to get for him is a conditional, maybe a third. Right? I mean, the Patriots like, traded Stephon Gilmore for a sixth. Yeah, I, they, and it was the same situation on a smaller scale, right? They were just stuck with a bad contract. Everybody knew that basically they were just going to release them, and that was it. So, um, yeah, it's not going to be a high pick. They're not going to get the first back that they hoped for, you know? So, No, 100% not. Mikey, I know you didn't get a lot of time tonight. I'm sorry. But no, no, it's okay. Like I said, headache. Yeah, Still we took up feeling. a lot of time tonight. We didn't. I, I didn't think we were going to spend that much time on the Flores story, but uh, I, I no, think no, no, that no. we were on a roll and we had to keep going with what we were doing. 
yeah yeah Ser- serious stuff always good to have law dog on get his opinion so yep i, I did see you tomorrow Alrighty. see you tomorrow everybody producer mike follow him on twitter at mn underscore off topic uh we will have mario tomorrow from 7 30 till 8 30 uh don't know what we're gonna be talking about yet probably a little bit of buffalo bills a little bit of patriots a little bit of everything else uh you want to see our stuff that we're doing together the new project gotta check it out on patreon first video will be uploaded tomorrow to that tomorrow night when we record patreon.com slash dpn sports exclusive content coming man this brian flores thing is gonna blow up it's gonna be more than just him and I don't like how the NFL handled it so far. I don't mean the teams. I mean, the NFL just there's a big accusations thrown at you and you're saying there's no merit and that could come back and bite you in the ass. And I hope to God that Brian Flores isn't Kyle Cap or yeah, Kyle Kaepernick. I hope, I hope Flores gets a job somewhere. I hope he gets the opportunity to be a head coach one day. First day of Black History Month, by the way, everybody, if you didn't know. Weird day. And, uh, you know, shout out to Brian Flores for having the balls to do this, knowing that you're probably going to get blackballed because that's what the NFL does. I mean, let's face it, this is a league that refuse to acknowledge domestic violence or refuse to acknowledge that concussions you know cause serious injuries and serious long-term effects it's a league that blackballed kyle kaepernick or colin kaepernick why do i keep saying kyle colin kaepernick it's a league that banned kneeling and it's just dog. tom brady tired thank you for the memories sir thank you for 22 years of football. Thank you personally for the 20 years, 19 from when you played, of memories that you you gave us in New England. Uh, I did record a little something-something for Gabby Hurlbut over on the Boston Ballin podcast. She's putting together a little compilation. And I uh, recorded something about Tom Brady, and she's going to use uh, some of that in there. So you can go check that out. Go follow her on at Boston Balling. My deadline was to get it till tomorrow, but I got it for her yesterday. That's how good I am. Just so you guys know, I was recording until like 11 o'clock last night. Dedication. Guys, find all my content over at rayroute.com. You'll find the latest podcast episode and videos, blogs, updates, links to the merch. Um, today was a hell of a day. I didn't get a blog out. There will be one up tomorrow, but uh, like five new videos got posted on there. Uh, and you don't see them on the YouTube channel, so you got to go over to rayroute.com to see them. Um, I've left the link in the description. Don't forget to boost those analytics. Tell YouTube that people want to see me smash that like button. You hitting that like button is the best way to tell YouTube that other people need to see this show. It's so easy. 39 of you right now watching, hit like button. Anybody who's not watching live, hit like button. 
If you're new here, think about subscribing. See what we're doing every day. We talk football. Always try to talk a little bit of New England Patriots. Because I'm a Patriots fan. We're called Dear Pats Nation, but we cover the entire NFL. Guys, this episode of the Dear Pats Nation podcast is brought to you by our sponsors over at Ultra Game. Get decked out in fully licensed NFL gear. They have all your favorite NFL teams over there. So go check out Ultra Game, one of the largest suppliers of licensed NFL apparel. Don't waste your money on knockoffs. Go get geared up with Ultra Game. I've left that link in the description. We're also brought to you by Newsbreak. I'm a content creator over there. I cover the entire NFL. I do short blogs, vlogs, vlogs with a V. Uh, and there's tons of creators, mainstream media outlets providing content. It's an absolutely free app. It's not just sports. It's all your local news. Uh, the app will use your location. It'll filter everything relevant to you. And you can search for what you want, what you're looking for. It's a dynamic app. Go check it out. I've left a link in the description. You can download it there. And to be honest with you, if you download it using the link that I left, uh, I get a bit of a kickback. It's the easiest way to support the show. I make some money. You get a free app. Use the link in the description. Download the Newsbreak app today. And don't forget that I am the 2021 Top Video Maker of the Year. It's actually Top Video Contributor, but I like Video Maker better. Top Video Contributor of the Year for Newsbreak. So I'm pumping out a lot of content over there that is apparently yeah, people like to uh, absorb. So you can go check it out over there. Really appreciate you guys. Uh, hey, listen, finally, we are members of the Dean Blundell Podcast Network. Go over to DeanBlundell.com. Check out the work I'm doing over there and see what else is happening over on the Dean Blundell Network. There's over 100 podcast content creators. Go check it out. So remember, Mario's on tomorrow, 8.30, 7.30 to 8.30, 7 o'clock. I got Jay Spence coming on. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, this Flores lawsuit, but we're also going to talk about the Rooney Rule and just talk about the disparity between uh, people of color in the NFL and coaches trying to get jobs. Get used to it, guys. The story ain't going away. I think that we managed to keep things light for a very heavy topic. But we're not going to shy away from it. Got to talk about it. It's a serious issue. It, and it is a football thing. Don't tell me to stick to football. It is a football thing. Uh, and I know you guys aren't. I know y'all. I love y'all. I love you all. And I God, I hope you love me back. Uh, I appreciate all of you tuning in to the Dear Pat Station podcast. My name is Ray Rout. I'm the host of the podcast. Go to rayroute.com. Uh, I hope that you'll come back tomorrow. And uh, guys, never, ever, ever, ever ever, ever forget. You're all legit, kid.